Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Welcome back, dirty dogs, cool cats, everything in between. We're all about alliteration here on the new School of Success. So uh, today we got a super secret special surprise, and it's a person. And shut up if you're that person. I'm looking at you. Don't say a word. Shut your mouth. You sound, shut your mouth. Yeah. Uh, so that super secret person will bring a ton of life-changing value into your life today. Oh, my God. He or she is so handsome. I'm not giving away any, any secrets. Uh, Use the word handsome. So. He or she has a beautiful beard, uh, but hey, screw gender norms. It could be a girl beard. So first and foremost, though, we have to highlight one of our amazing listeners who left an amazing review. And remember, if you want to be highlighted on our show, we can, we can validate your ego while you validate ours. It's a beautiful thing. Nick, nice trade. Nick, let's highlight one from Darren8817. So I'm thinking mm. Darren was born August 8th. 1917. That's what I'm thinking. But whatever, go on. Read his stuff. That's good. Well, uh, well I mean, I, I wish I could. I'm going to try to communicate the energy of this, uh, this review whilst I read caps. it. A lot of capital. A lot of, lot of capital letters. He's really bringing the energy. Like the oh. title, I can't even see all of it. Um, nice. It says, oh, yeah. And I can't remember. I can't read the rest of the title because it cuts off. But it says, these two guys are the real deal capital letters. They drop massive value in each episode. They give you a look behind the curtain of how your mind works, why it works that way, why it works that way. There's no comma there. I'm messing this up. And how to create a strategy to be the ultimate version of you and live life on your terms. This is one you must subscribe to and enjoy with others. It is a life-changing podcast. Enjoy capital letters. It's just all over the place. So much energy. And I mean, thank you so much, Darren for leaving this amazing review because I mean, we're recording this by the way at like 7 a.m. Eastern, <coughs> six uh, central time and just, it, it's really raising the vibe. So thank you to you, kind sir, Darren. Or, eight, or eight, woman, five. Darren could be a beautiful woman. Uh, it could be, maybe. I, I mean, Darren feels like a guy's name, but yeah, let's, let's just throw out gender norms completely. They sound like they're from Jersey. They write like they're from Jersey. I don't know. Whatever. I um, know. Yeah. I mean, the but, grammar was a little off. I had to clean it up a little bit, but it was fantastic. Thank you, Darren, so much. Now, with that, uh, I'm going to pitch it, pitch it back to Julian so he can uh, pull, peel back the curtain on the secret of this episode so that we can really dive into some... Yeah. Julian, we're, here we go. We got the giddles and the whittles this morning. We we're do. having a good time. A bunch, bunch of guys or girls drinking the coffee. But anyway, yeah. So... Today, we're going to deliver a, a, we're going to add to the formula. So every single week, Nick and I give you these tried and true principles to build life on your own terms. Um, but we've actually brought in a special guest. And besides having a beautiful beard and just a great head of hair, my hair envy is at an all-time 10. I'm wearing a hat right now. Um, but so he is my man, my friend, my brother, John Marone. And John Marone is a high-level coach. I mean, this guy speaks on stages and delivers life-changing value like week after week after week after week. Um, and he's one of those guys where I love to have him in my corner because there's days where I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm tired, man. I got so much going on. And then I look at this dude who, you know, 
He'll fly somewhere for a speaking engagement, get in that night at 11, wake up that next morning at 4.30, hit up Starbucks, hit up the gym, do all the things that he says. He walks his walk, then he'll get on stage, change lives, get on a plane, go back home and be super dad and then coach clients at a high level. So, I mean, this dude really does walk the walk in a world of talkers. So uh, his name is John Marone. He is one of the biggest, in my eyes, one of the, the guys who just takes personal transformation, breaks it down to, hey, here's the only shit you need to know. Everything else is noise. Let's change your life. John, what is going on, man? What is up, man? 5.30 in the morning and I am on fire. I'd love to see you two beautiful human beings adding value to your amazing community, guys. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Um, and, and, you know, we have a storm coming into Destin. And so we were like, oh, should we do it? Should we not? Uh, but I'm just excited, man. I got up this morning on a Saturday at 5 a.m. Um, and being able to be here with you guys, I mean, it just made me think of something, man. When we combine our minds, like, and we give each other just the advice, hey, man, it doesn't matter what your weather's going to be like. Like, let's get up and let's do it. Uh, that accountability is huge, man. So I want to say thank you for you guys for being the humans that you are and giving me this platform um, to go ahead and hopefully add some value to your community. Dude. You rule pleasure, John. or should I say, Darren? Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> so obviously we want to incorporate your amazing story into the va the value and advice that you give to people looking to change their lives. And so um, one thing, and I I've gotten to work alongside John uh, and have a couple beers with John and shoot the shit with John and all this. Way more than a couple, brother. More than <laughs> so, so I know John's story and he's a little share, envious over here. He's going to share it in a second. Uh, Nick, do not disrupt. Um, okay. And, I'm sorry. It won't happen again. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, ego. go ahead. That's ego. Um, it is ego. But uh, so John's story is incredible. But the one thing that kind of weaves its way through it is, is gratitude. And he's been into some low, 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 gnarly places. And now he's in a, re a much better place because he applies the principles that he talks about. So I would love for you, John, to tell the listeners, you know, some of these rock bottom moments, but also the ways in which gratitude allowed you to acknowledge them fully without resisting them and then ultimately using them to your advantage. So yeah, man. talk about that moment. Uh, there's a, a couple rock bottoms for you. I'll let you talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's definitely a couple of rock bottoms. And, and it took me a while to understand the power of gratitude. Um, you know, I, I kind of just thought it was this like, woo woo type of uh, process people went through. But you know, growing up, I, I didn't have the best situation, right? You know, I was put into a situation where um, it was very hard to succeed. Um, great parents made bad decisions. Uh, and unfortunately, from there, what has happened is, I actually started making the same bad decisions that they're making. And I became addicted very fast. Addicted to drugs, addicted to negativity, drama, gossip, violence. Um, and unfortunately, that addiction put me behind bars. And, and that was one of my rock bottom. And you would think that that being, you know, being locked up and being on house arrest after that, that would be it, right? But it wasn't. Um, I came out and I, and I went right back into self-sabotage mode. So much so that, so I was living on the streets and I was living in my car after very far I went to jail. But when I came out, I was living in a motel and I met my now wife and my wife stood by my side. And, and guys, I tell you, I try to push her away. And at first I try to tell her, look, man, you don't want to deal with me. Like I'm a mess. Like you don't want this. And it took me many years to figure out I wasn't pushing her away for her. I was pushing her away for me. And the reason being is because 
I wanted to go back into self-sabotage mode and go back to what John Marone was used to, right? That, that familiar zone, that, that comfortable zone, which was being addicted again and, and really, um, you know, self-sabotaging. And fortunate enough, she said, no, she stuck by my side. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of feeling grateful for things. You know, when I was growing up, there wasn't much to be grateful for. So I thought, because I thought it was income is what you need to be grateful for, right? You got to have experiences. That's how you have to be grateful. Or you got to have a nice big house. That's what you'd be grateful for. You have a car, you have your gas bill paid, you have your electric paid, right? right. And like, it's just sometimes we don't give gratitude to the small things, which I'll get into in a second. But so that was one rock bottom. But one of the biggest ones I would say is during Hurricane Sandy that hit New Jersey. Um, so it was October 28th, 2012. And, uh, you know, it was, it was the life-changing event, right? You know, we all kind of, I think there was a cumulative of them, but this was one that really kind of hit me. Um, and, and we were stuck in our attic and we had five feet of water in the house. And I remember sitting there, guys, and it was like a weird epiphany because I've changed my life a little bit up to that point, right? Done with jail. I was changing some lives. I owned my own contracting company. I was running a sales and marketing firm. And I remember sitting in the, the attic and the water started rising rung by rung and, and the tree started hitting and hitting the roof. And mind you, I took my family from their motel. So there's six of us in the attic and I'm soaking wet in October in New Jersey. So you guys know it's pretty damn cold. And I looked back at my family and, and, and I said a word I've never used in the context I said it in. And that was, what kind of impact have I made? And which is weird to me because I've never really used that word. Um, and if I did, once again, it wasn't in that kind of context. And I said, all because I was stubborn, I thought that we weren't getting hit by the storm, all because of these things that I thought I knew, I put my family in a very unsafe situation. And when I said that, I said, universe, God, whoever's listening, if you allow me to get out of this attic, I will lead my life with impact first and income second. And so once the water receded and, and we got rescued by a front loader, there's a whole story that we can get into with that. But when I was sitting in the shelter, because we had nowhere to live, that's really where the aha came. And I said, man, I made this promise to myself and my family, but I just don't know what to do. And there it was, right? This stubborn dude from Jersey, the Italian guy who's always knew, knows everything, Bro. finally said, I don't know what I don't know. And now's my right. biggest opportunity to grow. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's and awesome. from there, I just live my life with who's doing the best, right? Like who's, who's out there in the relationship world that's really crushing it? Um, who's out there in the financial world that's crushing it? And I just digested their content. I studied it. And mm. I basically just started implementing it in my own life before I gave it to anybody else. And so what I did through that process is no matter how bad my days got, I realized the small things I was grateful for. I have a whole process I go through every single day, but like how many times have we sat there and just like grabbed our heart and said, man, thank you for beating during my hardest times, mm -hmm. right? Like how many times have we, you know, went outside and said, thank you for the sun being able to hit me today. Cause there's somebody else that passed way too early. How many times have we just went ahead and, and felt our pulse and said, I'm grateful for this. Like, so I think people look at this grand scheme of things of looking at gratefulness. It's like, I'm grateful for my boat in my house and my this. Those are great right. things to be grateful for. Right. But when all that is stripped away, when all that is stripped away, what are you truly grateful for? So if you start this, what I call gratitude is lifestyle, right? Gratitude is a lifestyle method in your life. 
you really start to create this abundance of opportunity and an abundance of things coming your way. And one way I really use it is I use it to shield off negativity, right? Because I, I don't believe that negativity and gratitude can coexist, right? They can't live together. And so whenever I feel this negative feeling, right, I go ahead and I feel the emotion for three minutes. I go ahead and take two minutes of ownership. What could have I done differently to not have this outcome or this negativity? And then the most powerful thing is that one minute of gratitude. Well, one minute of gratitude. Like how many times are we just driving and all of a sudden we hit traffic and we're like, damn traffic. You know, I'm just sitting here and it's going to be late. And you just start stressing out versus being like, well, I could have left earlier, right? Ownership. And then being like, I got a car. Like I'm driving right now for like I'm going to a job that most people don't have. Like, okay, I'm super grateful for that. Like I have my legs, I have my feet so I can touch the gas pedal. Like there's a lot of people that can't say that. And as weird and corny as it sounds, like anytime I feel negativity, I just stop and I breathe. I just speak in gratitude. And I use that as my tool to defend a lot of negativity in my life. Therefore, getting me right out of that. Why me? Poor me victim mentality and creating more opportunities in my life. Dude, that's awesome. And just so like, just what I'm hearing from you, like you use kind of the things that traditionally most humans, we go out into the world and we experience these triggers, these things that are annoying or whatever. Do you use that as your trigger to be like, oh, this is, this is my time to then be centered back in gratitude. Like when you get stuck in traffic, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm getting caught up in these things that, you know, my ego is telling me I should be upset. I should be somewhere else. I should be doing something that right now I don't want to be doing you use that instead of like this rabbit hole of frustration and like that body tension. That's like your grand sign that you get to come back to gratitude. Yeah. And, and I love the way you said that, right? Like yesterday, I'll give you an example. I was, I was a little frustrated yesterday. I was you know, trying to put out content and took four hours to load a video that never loaded. And it was just crazy. Right. Thank you, mm -hmm. Instagram for making my head spin yesterday. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, frustrated and everything. And then I just got out of my home, right? Because sometimes we got to separate ourselves from the situation, but sometimes we can't. And I went to the beach and I was just like, opportunity to be grateful. Like I have a computer that I could do that, right? Like I have people that are listening and want to change their life. Like that's 10 years ago, man, I was in jail, right? <laughs> like eight years ago, like I was still struggling. Six years ago, I started being a little better. So yeah, I use those events to really trigger me into gratitude mode. But I also, every morning when I wake up, I speak in gratitude. Um, mm -hmm. so, and I, and I grab my heart and here's the thing guys about gratitude. I think a lot of people miss the thing. They miss the boat about this because I think they speak in gratitude, but they don't visualize the gratitude. Right? Mm -hmm. They speak it, but they don't visualize it because man, it's what successful people do. And that's what I did right. for so long. I checked the box off, went to the right. conference, checked the box off, speaking gratitude, check the box off. But what I realized is like, so when I speak in gratitude, man, I grab my heart and mm -hmm. I close my eyes. And I visualize. And if I cannot see, feel that emotion, if it doesn't fill me up with joy, guys, I stop right there and I repeat it with more description, right? Mm -hmm. So this morning, every morning when I shampoo my hair, Julian knows this, that's a trigger for me to speak in gratitude, right? Shampoo, I speak in gratitude. It's just a trigger I have. Um, and it helps me stay consistent with my habits. And so I grab my heart and I'm saying, I'm grateful for my daughter. But the only thing I see from my daughter is last night she was crazy. And she didn't take a nap. So she was bonkers, man. Like she was instant. My wife like was about to like lose her mind. So that's the yeah. first thing I saw. And I'm like, I can't necessarily be grateful for that. Right. Like, so I stopped for a second. And I said, I'm grateful for her beautiful smile and how it lights up my room, even on the worst days. 
and I saw her smiling. I saw her running around. And in that moment, man, it's just that like overwhelming feeling of joy. So you don't need to do 20 things you're grateful for. Do one, do two, do three, but do it, feel it, see it, be in that moment. Um, and don't just do it to do it. And the same things with affirmations, right? Like actually see it, visualize it. Cause that's the power. It's not saying it, it's visualizing it and allowing that to create a feeling and an emotion. Yeah. So we're going to stop and zoom out because from the beginning of your story to right now, it's about a thousand things we could <laughs> zoom in on and say, this shit is really, really important. Pay double, triple, quadruple, quintuple attention to this. Um, attention. And nice. the first, right, the first one is when John was addicted to being John. I'm glad I didn't meet you back then. I would have hated you, John. Um, You've heard the stories, bro. I mean, 10 years ago, we probably actually would have been pretty good buddies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> any hoot. Uh, but it's important to understand, like, the mind doesn't give a shit what serves you and what doesn't. The mind just understands what it has normalized and everything that looks like a threat to that. So like John was saying, he was pushing away his wife, not because John's this martyr. And he's like, I'm saving you from me, babe. No, John was, John was being super selfish, trying to, trying to rid his world of any interruptions to John's thing, right? When we are in this place of pain, we're very selfish. We're very selfish. It's the ego. We talk a lot about the ego, but the ego just wants, uh, the ego operates from a place of fear and fear has one role in your life. And that is just to perpetuate what is, whether it's good or bad or some weird thing in between. John just wanted more chaos and pain and destruction, right? So it's important to understand, like, that's why listening to podcasts, that's why going to live events, that's why getting coaches is so important because if you operate from within your mind that created all of these addictions and this chaos, you're just going to run yourself into the ground um, trying to create a solution to a problem that the solution doesn't exist in your mind. The solution exists outside of you. The solution is the truth. and sometimes. We don't want to see the truth, right? Because it's a fucking tough pill to swallow because we have to admit that we've really dropped the ball. So understand like the things we've normalized, we don't even notice anymore. So, and that's why meditation, stillness, journaling, all these things are so important because you've got to zoom out of your own life and think and see and feel what it is you're doing. Um, the second is we're not telling you anything you all don't know right? Like I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard about the power of gratitude, right? You've probably seen it on a poster and be like, that's just like, that's cheesy boy scout shit. I don't need that. Like life can be, and should be beautifully simple. Be grateful, express gratitude. Like when shit gets rough and you can find gratitude within that, it no longer becomes a problem. It is just, it's like a weight in a gym. Like what if you, what is a gym with no weights, right? big empty room of bullshit. So it's like when obstacles do show up, cool, there's a weight, go pick it up, go lift it, go get your reps, get stronger, move forward. Uh, because if there were no obstacles, if there were no wake up calls, if there were no rock bottoms, we'd be soft. We would have no weights. Right. And so when we're saying be grateful for the good, for the bad, um, a, that takes self-awareness, which is one of the most powerful tools you can have is self-awareness and we've talked about what cultivates self-awareness on this podcast before um but yeah like gratitude works and it doesn't matter if you want to look at how it changes your brain neurologically or you want to go from the law of attraction standpoint which is just quantum physics and epigenetics don't oh, we're not going to go into that john um but 
but yeah, like gratitude will change your life. And it's, I want to know your take on this, Nicholas and John. I would argue that gratitude is actually the state that like as humans, that, that, that was designed to be our normal state, right? Like I think as humans, we were put here to experience that state more often. And this stress response, this fear response was meant to be a temporary thing. And then just because of the society that we live in and the conditioning we go through, we've kind of flip-flopped it, right? So it's like, yeah. so now, now the stress and the reactivity is, the, is the, the common thing. And then, you know, if we're lucky, we experience gratitude. Sure. And at the end of the day, we're in control of that. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely agree with that. Like, it is the state that we're supposed to be living in. Because if you look back at, you know, um, the olden days, when there was much simpler times, there was um, not a no AirPods, there were no iPhones, there were no cars that could drive themselves and park themselves like these things weren't things. And it was like, Oh, I woke up today. And my my brother, my sister, my aunt, my grand, like they're they didn't make it through the last night. Like, gratitude was so easy. It was so accessible back then. And now it's like, we've grown and evolved through our mind. And we've created these awesome, amazing inventions and discoveries. And like, we're living in a place where there's a lot of cool stuff. But that's also raised our um, attachment to conditionality and like all of the things that we now take for granted, like this amazing computer and, and this technology that allows all three of us to talk and see each other at the same time. Like, could you imagine putting this in front of someone a hundred years ago? And they were like, what the, f how am I, that's amazing. Like, so like the level of conditions have raised up because of how evolved we have become as human beings. But in that we've also kind of detached from that simplicity of like, oh, my heart is beating. Oh, I have my daughter. Oh, I have this beautiful woman who didn't, you know, run away from me when I tried to tell her to. Like, <laughs> that's all, like, the simplicity of it, we have to be so conscious and aware of it. And it's a practice. And I'm so glad that John mentioned, like, the importance of being genuine in it. Because, yeah, I think all of us, when we get into this game of personal development, we see in books and we, we hear on podcasts, gratitude's important. All three of us are now talking about gratitude. Somebody's going to hear this and be like, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to check, I'm going to write down everything I'm grateful for. But if you're doing it to, to tell your ego that you're doing this thing that seems to be important, everybody else is talking about being important, you're missing the point. It's about feeling it and finding the emotion within it. Like, I'm so, like the tangible uh, example you gave about your daughter and how like you were waiting for that thing that actually triggered the love and appreciation for her rather than her, her crazy like toddler uh, state that she was in last night. Like that's th like the contrast of those two things. One is checking the box and saying to your ego, I did gratitude today. The other one is I felt gratitude today. It was there. I felt it in my heart. It was beating. And that is the state that, yeah, we, we, I think we're, we're supposed to be living in. And from that place, we can actually create more of the conditions that are amazing, but we just get so caught up in the bullshit, frankly, that we forget about the simple stuff. And if we could just strip it all away and come back to that and actually feel what we're grateful for, even the smallest of things, um, yeah, life, life will only give you more to be grateful for. It's like this weird paradox that if you can find the small stuff, you can actually create big stuff. And unfortunately, we get so caught up in like, oh, like you understand that conception, like, oh, I want big stuff. So I'm, I guess I'm going to find the small stuff. And that's where that checkbox cycle comes back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I obviously we all practice gratitude on, on this call. And hopefully that everybody that's listening to this will 
be incentivized if they're not already to, to be more conscious of it, but it has to be felt. It has to be like hand on your heart. It has to be something that you feel in your bones because otherwise it's just this surface level tactic or life hack that isn't being utilized the way that it should. And, and, and if you guys mind, I want to give like two examples of things that they can take tactical from it, right? So one is you guys ever wake up on the wrong side of the bed, right? I mean, everybody says we've all woken up. It's like, oh, first thing you think of is I got to go ahead and I got to get this workout in and I don't want to, or, oh, I got to deal with this client today, or I got to deal with this financial situation, whatever it is. And we wake up on the wrong side of the bed. But all that is, is a thought pattern, right? And we get to choose that thought pattern. Mm -hmm. And so what I suggest is people, before you even get out of bed, right? Before you start thinking about all the things you have to get done today and maybe the stress that it causes, just stop. Stop and for the first 60 seconds, use your gratitude there. Like, so that you're not walking through the 10, 15 minutes before you get in the shower of like stressing out about what is going on. And I want you to just stop right there and just do your first 60 seconds of waking up of gratitude. Or another thing you could do is, as I do, find a trigger, right? Do something that you do every single day, brushing your teeth, washing your hair, whatever it might be. Something you do every single day and use that as a trigger to then go ahead and have the habit, right? Trigger, then habit. So the trigger could be washing your hair, brushing your teeth, and use that as the one thing that you know you do every day so that no matter what, as soon as you do that, you go ahead and you speak in gratitude. It's just those little things that, you know, Julian talked about, like, really success is simple, right? It's super hard because it's that consistency and everything else in between, but it's, it's simple, man. Like, there are key components of things that you need to do in order to create the success in the life and the person that you want to become. And one thing is, is like, what do you do every day that you can create an empowering habit afterwards that's going to serve you to where you want to go and who you want to become. So those are just two things I would suggest is sit there and the first 60 seconds is speaking gratitude and then use a trigger to go ahead and then speaking gratitude. And as you know, Nick was saying as well as feel it, right? We are moved by emotion. So you need to truly create an emotion off of that gratitude to then move you into the direction that you want to go. Hell yeah. And, and one of the, one thing we talk about a lot is, is the ego. And one of the biggest, the only enemy of gratitude is ego, because think about it. Like, like Nick was saying, and like John was saying, um, a lot of the reasons why we don't experience gratitude is because we're so busy thinking of the things that we don't have yet or the things that we haven't done yet. Right? Like, Oh, I haven't dealt with this client, but I have to deal with this client. Therefore, uh, if you're focusing on what you haven't done yet, or you're focusing on the validation you haven't gotten yet, or the money you haven't gotten yet, or the opportunity you haven't gotten yet, right? You're in this place of lack and scarcity. And, you know, John drew a line down the sand and said, like, there's two worlds and you can choose to be in one or the other, but you can't have a foot in both. And it's like, yeah, you can be in this place of awareness and gratitude and love, or you can be in this place of fear and scarcity and ego. And so just understand if you wake up in this place and we have all been there, we've all been on this journey of growth for a long time and we still wake up in that place. It's not because your life all of a sudden sucks on that day or, you know, like, or you've gotten less worthy or less powerful on that day. It's just your ego is taking the steering wheel and it's like, Julian, um, remember that dude you saw on Instagram yesterday? You don't have like his his shit was pretty dope and, and your stuff isn't that dope. Uh, you better deal with that or else uh, you're not as worthy today, right? And I'm like, ooh, right? And my gratitude goes out the window. Or, um, yeah, like 
a lot of a lot of what we do is we create these negative what if scenarios in our head and then we start creating possible solutions for problems we don't even have yet right and and this all happens just in the framework of your mind none of it is actually real like it is all in your head and so um just understand like it's like smiling or frowning you it is a choice it is a choice but the chatter created by your ego the chatter created saying you don't have as much as this person therefore you shouldn't be grateful today uh you don't have as many followers you don't have as many opportunities like there is no one golden standard for how life has to be right there is no golden standard of how it should be and when you can ditch that narrative you're left with what is and again if you're just having awareness for what is you'll find gratitude for what is yeah. So, Nick, and I guess this is for John too. I'd love for you guys to answer collectively. No, we'll start with John. John, so when we say ego, right? When we say ego, right? We, we're talking about that lower self, that like, oh my gosh, it's me against the world self, right? And so obviously you have, you were in that place years and years ago and you've transitioned from it. But I mean, the ego still comes knocking every now and then like, hey, John, remember me. So um, what are some of the things that you do uh, or you help your clients with where when they're like, they're in that stress state, they're in that ego state, they're in that it's me versus the world and everything's coming to get me state. Like, what do you do personally? Or what do you tell your clients to do? Great question. So first off, I think people need to understand the difference between ego and pride. I think, I yeah. think our ego says, oh, this is pride. And that's why I want to be, you know, the more followers. This is pride. And that's why I act a certain way. No, no, no. It's ego, right? Yeah. First, let's be vulnerable and make sure that you know that it's ego. And it's not bad. But being self-aware is the first step, as you guys talked about. I believe that that is the number one mm-hmm. habit or tool that you could have in your arsenal for extreme success and fulfillment is self-awareness. And so when people have this battle with ego, it's simple, man. It's just telling them, the first off, don't judge your chapter two with somebody else's chapter 10. Right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, he had to start with 10 pounds, 15 pounds, right? The, the, the best bodybuilders in the world started by lifting 15, 20 pounds. They started somewhere. So let's first realize that, yo, they're chapter 12 all right now, but you're chapter two, you're gonna get there. But you're not gonna get there by continually comparing yourself, right? That, that compare and despair disorder, where it's like, you're always comparing ourselves to everybody else around us. But the thing is, is that we're also, we care so much about what other people think. Got to admit that. Got to admit that. Like we all, we all. Absolutely. And and that I think is where the ego gets hurt. Right. I think that's the ego. So, so really I I ask and I figure out, it's not only myself, but my clients of like, Hey, who do you, who do you really care about their opinion? Like, who do you care about the opinion? They write it down. My mother, the, this, the, that. Okay. Well, let's figure out your relationship with that person. And a lot of times they're not even caring necessarily about the bigger people, right? Like, Oh, when I go ahead and post this video on Facebook or on Instagram, people are going to be thinking of me differently, right? They're not thinking about their mom. Like, if you got to get real and say, we care about everybody thinks. Like, it's just the way we're conditioned nowadays due to social media. But the way to eliminate that is simple as this. When you have your bad days, they're not going to be there, right? When the days suck, the people that you care about thinking about you, they won't be there, right? When, when you have great days, all of a sudden, they may show face. So I ask you, the people that you care about that are showing you that, or that you're scared that, hey, they're going to judge me for this or judge me for that. It's going to hurt my ego. How much value do they truly have in your life? Right? How much value do they have? 
And so what it comes down to is the feeling of being judged, I think really hurts our ego. So I get clear with it on, let's get, break it down on like what really is hurting our ego, right? Because there's so many different levels of it and so many different avenues of it. I think that it's broken down super different for each person. I mean, in each you know, different situation, um, you know, and I think ego really comes to play when we stop making the promises to us or stop delivering on the promises to ourselves, right? I said I was going to do this and I didn't. And it just crushes our ego. Um, and, and we then feel like, once again, we're not worthy. You know, I'm never going to be able to do this. And so I just want people to understand that self-confidence and in order to build yourself up, it's all about just staying committed to your commitment. That's keep it. You, keep your promises. Yeah, keep like keep promises. your promises to yourself. Like that's it. And, and, and when you do that, Julian, Nick, what the cool thing is, is that you start to not really give a shit what other people think because they're like, oh, I said I was going to do this and I did it. Right. Like that's that. But we have such a problem with the approval that ties to our ego that that's what we have to eliminate, the approval, mm -hmm. right? The approval. Um, and and I, I, it's funny, though, because I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine, and he's like, bro, I, and he's a very um, high-level businessman. He's like, I still care what people think when I put stuff on social media and everything. And I said, you know, why? He goes, I don't know, just something about me. And he goes, but I know everybody says, don't care what people think. I disagree with that. I think you should care what people think, but I think it should be the right people that you care about what they think. Yeah. Now, when I walk into a room, let's just say uh, Bill Gates, right? If you walked into a room with Warren Buffett, like he's going to care what Warren Buffett thinks about his financial situation, right? If I walk into a room with uh, Michael Hearn, a buddy of mine who's um, like body physique, like master. I'm going to care what he thinks about my body, right? But if I walk into a room with somebody that's overweight, I probably won't care. I love your body, John. Thank you so much, man. We've done some cool You're high fives in here. John. You're beautiful. <laughs> so I don't want you to say, like, I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. I want you to care what people think that, have, that really hold value in your life and that you look up to because that's going to help you raise your standards, right? That's going to help you raise your standards. But also don't judge where you're at to where they're at. And I think that's the big thing with ego we have to remember. Mm, I don't know how I'm going to follow that. I'm going to try. I'm going to really try. Um, we'll just weigh in. Weigh in, Nicholas, about the, the whole yeah. judgment thing about the do I care what people think I don't, but I kind of do. Do I? like? Mm -hmm. And it's funny. Like I was being silly there, but like that was a little taste of like ah. I heard John say some really cool stuff. And then my ego crept up. I'm like, you better come up with some really great things to say here. Because by comparison, it needs to be good. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there's a little fun display that I accidentally put out there for you. But, yeah, it's with myself and with my clients. When I get, get myself caught in that, that loop of comparison, obviously with all of the, the tangible things that we can look at, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, all the social media stuff that, that creates this loop of comparison. It's just what I like to come back to is even with the people that I love the most, like my wife, my daughter, my, my, uh, my parents and all of that, like the only person on this entire planet that spends 24 hours a day with me is me. And if I get so caught up with other people that are outside of my circle, even that I, you know, they drop a comment on my Instagram and I'm like, like who? it's so strange that we all do this. Like this person, I'm never going to ever actually talk to or see in my, my human life, but that triggers something within me. I just circle back and like, why does that matter? 
why does that even matter? You are spending, like, I'm just hanging out with myself all day long. And it's just the stories that we go and, and run through it up in our head, <laughs> kind of detaching from what is the story that I'm telling myself about this thing? Because nobody else is experiencing that story. So that means I get to have the power to, to shift it into something different. And I mean, I like what John said too, which, which is like, yeah, care about what people think, but make sure that they're the right people. Like I care what my wife thinks about the things that I'm doing as a man, as a husband, as a father, like that matters to me. But some jamoke from Montana that I've never met, like I don't care. Like I, I have no feelings for that. There's a, whatsoever. There's a quote, right? Uh, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, we chase money we don't have to buy shit we don't need to yes. impress people that we don't really care about. <laughs> it's I like, it. it's, a, it's a weird trap. That is the social media trap, right? That's like, amazing. I love that quote. I, right. And I, I mean, it back to like that quote is it's self awareness and like one, like very eloquently placed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you can catch that and be like, oh, this is stupid, you can yeah. step outside of it a little bit and know that you can still do the things that uh, drive you and fire you. All of us are putting stuff out. Like that comes from within though. Like if we get caught up in the loop of how many likes we have, how many followers we have, how many people are sharing our shit, like it is going to water down everything that we're doing because it's it's based on what other people are expecting. So if you go, if you go on Instagram, right. And you can, um, you can search hashtags, right. And if you search hashtag, like motivation, (laughs) what you're going to see, it's like dudes with a Lamborghini behind them with a quote that says like, don't be a, a, don't be a puss and do great stuff. It's like, (laughs) no, don't be a puss. Do great stuff, right? But it's, yeah, that's like what bro marketing is. It's like you, I'm gonna shoot this video from my plane, so you see all the shit I have, so you know I'm important. And it's like yeah, the, the plane I just rented for the day, and now I'm in debt. <laughs> yeah, and it's all it's all like if the, when I get in my own head, when the ego is really just knocking on all doors, just play the fast forward game. At the end of this life, you're sitting on your deathbed. Like, are you you're you're looking back? What did you give a shit about? Did you give a shit about? having a cool car in the background of a video so people you don't know think you were worthy, right? It's like, or did you have a conversation with yourself? Why don't you think you're worthy, right? Because everything is a projection back to us, right? And one thing I wanted to add when, when John and Nick were talking about, well, yeah, make sure you care about what the right people think, right? But like, remember, we just project what we're holding down deep inside. So if we're worried that someone thinks we're going to sound stupid or we're not going to sound like an expert. That's only because deep down inside of you somewhere, you're not fully accepting yourself as an expert in what you do. Right. Mm. Or, you know, if you're like, Oh man, if this person sees me, uh, I don't know how, if they see me parenting my kid, are they going to think I'm a bad parent? Right. That thought can only exist because deep, deep, deep down, you're still entertaining the idea that you may be a bad parent. And I, or I don't know, I don't have a kid yet, but like, I'm assuming, right? Like when we care that someone may perceive us negatively, it's because deep down we're holding on to that thought and we don't want them to prove it true. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's, it's even, so I'll tell you a, a time guys where I had a real big ego issue and it wasn't even that long ago. It was probably about five years ago. So I was doing well, right? I mean, it was nowhere near how well I'm doing now, but I remember we had our, our, uh, our, school uh, reunion coming up right high school reunion coming up ashbury park baby yeah <laughs> well it's bricktown so right outside oh. Ashbury. And, and what i wanted though is, is i didn't want to go unless i could pull up and like get a super super expensive car <laughs> bro like legit like that was where i was at in my life i was like i need to prove to these dudes that i moved away from new jersey and i'm super successful and so i'm like searching all online like 
get all these quotes on how the I can get it for the day. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, drive up into a McLaren and probably just sit there for hours. So people actually see it's me in the McLaren. <laughs> like, what am I going to roll up? And like, people are going to see me. And just spend, like, a it's a 30 second exchange. Yeah, Like so stupid. And, but I was like into it, man, for like weeks. Um, and then, you know, financially I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I didn't even go to my high school reunion, but all it was, was me trying to prove to them that I was successful and I made it, but also to prove to myself because yeah. I wanted to prove that, Hey, I proved you guys wrong. You guys said I was just going to end up in jail or dead. And now look at me, I'm driving McLaren yet. Yeah, no, like, and, and so like these different levels that we get to in life, guys, they just bring different devils. Right. And that was big for me. And sometimes I think when we start seeing success and I want everybody to be super aware of this, that's the biggest problem. When we start seeing that little bit of success, we then start trying to validate it with these materialistic things really to not only validate ourselves, but validate the haters, right? The people that, that wanted to uh, put us in this box. And I'm not saying that's bad to prove them wrong, but you don't need anything materialistic, right? Let your actions speak and not your materialistic things. Um, and, you know, to me that like, when I think back about it, I'm like, how dumb was I? Like five grand for, like you said, like a 30 second exchange, like, I'm like, <laughs> what was I going to do? Sit in a damn McLaren the whole entire time? Like, am I driving into the gym? Like, <laughs> Sit on the hood and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> and then go home be like, shit, I'm broke now because I just spent all my money on this damn McLaren. That, like, so that was, uh, that was just a little aha moment I had. I'm like, wow, I was trying to prove to them that, like, yeah, I made it. And when you got to do that, you know you didn't make it. Right. Yeah. Like, when you got to prove it in that kind of way, you know you didn't make it. And you're trying to prove to yourself and them. And, and that was a yeah. huge in this moment right. yeah and you can't it's you can't worry about changing other people's opinions either because mm -hmm. as the verbiage goes haters gonna hate so even if you did roll up in a mclaren the people that don't like you been like john's a douche right. look at look at he's flaunting his money yeah so it's like don't even you can't you can't jump in their brain and connect new neural pathways and make them like you so it's like what can you control uh i could stop searching for mclarens and go love on my wife Mm -hmm. Right. I can, I, you know, I can, I can do all these things. It's all, it's all perception and choice. Yeah. It's all perception and choice. So one of the things that you said is a huge skill set, and I completely agree. This is foundational. Step one is self-awareness, right? But you also just don't go to the store and buy a big old fucking bag of self-awareness. So where does it come from? How do you, how do you cultivate it? Whole foods. Oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah. Oh, well, Trader Joe's. Whole foods and you can't, you can't get it. Um, Self-awareness comes from, and guys, let me tell you that I've asked this question, right? So I've spoken to tens of thousands of people on stage. And I asked the one question, who here, who hasn't seen me before, can you tell me what the number one habit or trait is of a successful or person with fulfillment? And, and I give out hundreds of dollars to anybody that can get it. Nobody has ever gotten it. Discipline, uh, you know, hard work, gratitude. Like they yell out everything that is good and you need but they don't yell out what is actually the umbrella of all those things, right? And it is self-awareness. I'm like, how are you gonna know if you've been disciplined in a time that you need to know or you have gratitude? Like, how are you gonna be able to find out fast without that main trait? And the way I cultivate it is simple, man. I have a, what I call a must crush list. And every morning I ask myself, what does success look like today in my health, in my relationship, my finances, spirituality, in my career, and in my personal life? And I write it down and I get it done. So that's number one is understand what success is to understand how to be more self-aware. It's hard to be self-aware if you don't know what your success looks like, right? If you don't have a, a clear 
uh, identification of what success looks like day in and day out. Not grand scheme, day in and day out. Something as small as go ahead and tell my wife she's beautiful today. That's success today. So that's one way, right? I have, a, I have that method. The other way is I get a uh, notification that pops up into my Google Calendar every day. And it says, were you self-aware in these habits? And I have different habits that I'm tracking uh, that I want to get better at, or I know that I'm kind of slacking in. And this way I can go ahead and I can stay. And if I don't, this is what I have to say. Were you so, like, did you complete this habit? Yes or no? No, I didn't. Okay, why not? Vulnerability. Remember, self-awareness has, has to be tied to vulnerability. You cannot have self-awareness without vulnerability. It's, it, like, it's just BS self-awareness. So why didn't you, John? Well, I didn't wake up early because I was drinking wine all night and you know, I was watching crime shows like, and I stayed up too late, whatever. Now, the next question is, what are you going to do differently today or tomorrow to go ahead and hit that habit? And so asking myself those three questions day in and day out really helped me drive and reinforce the habits I'm trying to create or stick to in order to create the person I'm trying to become. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it's all about, right? Like, we're not human beings, right? We're always evolving. You guys agree, right? We're always evolving. So as human being, I'm not a fan of, but I think is we're human becomings. And so every day I'm becoming this new version of myself. Every day I'm becoming this new creature that's going to be able to get to the success and provide the things I need to provide and I should provide to my family. So I believe that we're human becomings. And by being self-aware of my habits and trying to increase my triggers that are going to empower me even more um, into the life I want. It's, it's going to help me get to where I want to go. But self-awareness is simple. You can't have it without vulnerability and you got to have something in the morning and at night, whatever works for you. I have my must crush list and then the email that pops up, but you got to have it and you got to ask yourself the right questions because that's what it's about. Life is nothing but the sum of the choices we make. How do I make better choices? I ask myself better questions. Beautiful. And so from that, I'm able to get better results. Cool, man. And yeah, I mean, from what John just mentioned, like building in these habits that kind of work the muscle of seeing yourself changing and seeing yourself evolving, like putting those tactically into your day, it's, it's super, super powerful. And there's something I wanted to add to that is just, I think there's a Mark Zuckerberg quote, something like that, where he says, uh, you know, how do you, how do you make good decisions? He says experience. How do you get experience making bad decisions? Like it's just the accumulation of living life, going through experiences, but doing so in a way that over time you catch those things that aren't aligned with who you're trying to become. Like you are honest and vulnerable enough with yourself and, and let your ego take a nap for a moment and say, why am I doing that today? When I, I knew like when I, this is going to come out relatively close to the new year. I said in the beginning of the year that I wanted to lose this weight or get to the gym or, um, you know, read more books or whatever. Like, why am I not doing that? And answering that question in a vulnerable and real way, not in a place of judgment, not in a place of shame, but just, this is why I perceive myself to not be doing these things. Because the more that you can see the, you know, the choices that you're making that are not good or bad, but not aligned with who you want to be then you can see that you know, that circumstance is going to come up again. You're going to have a, an opportunity to fix that thing. Um, and the more that you can just dig into that from a place of like, oh, this is an opportunity to grow for me, rather than this is an opportunity to just continue to put it on the back burner and continue to you know, just float through life. 
because everybody's going to just, there's going to be so many people around you, but yeah, you're fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. Everything's fine. Just keep floating through life. Like that's just the conditions of, of everybody else around you. They're going to keep communicating that to you. So it's being okay with kind of stopping yourself, being vulnerable and saying, this isn't who I want to be. And then the next opportunity you get to do something different, actually do it because yeah. that's just going to build that muscle of, I noticed something that wasn't aligned. I changed it. And this is the result that I got, which is going to be better than what you were doing before. So allowing yourself to see yourself in a light that isn't out of guilt or shame or like, I hate you. I need to change you. Like, okay, you're human. You're imperfect. I love you. I acknowledge you, yeah. but something's got to change here. And like doing that instead of saying it on, you know, December 31st and then by December, January 6th, it's like that, ah, fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. And, and I love that you said it because people think the success is this like mountaintop. But really success and fulfillment comes from that progression, right? Like when you step on a scale and you see two pounds lost, like, yes. Like I said no to the bad things and I lost two pounds. Like that's almost more fulfilling than when you reach your end goal. It's those small steps of progression that you feel great, right? I, I mean, you know, and it goes deeper than that. Like if you've ever been somebody that made bad decisions and through maybe temptations, right? Drugs, women, men, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden that temptation is there and you say, nope, I'm not that person anymore. And you are able to separate yourself from that situation. Like that's a huge win, right? Like that's the win. And, and when you're able to separate, like for drugs, for me, right? Like it, when I used to see drugs, it was like, immediately do it, immediately do it. And when I got into rooms and I saw them and I was like, nope, I, all, everybody's doing it. I don't need to. I'm not that person anymore. I was way more fulfilled and happy in that moment than I am right now that I'm sober from drugs, right? Like, because I had the power to say no, and I had the power to change, even though the circumstances weren't the best, right? Even though it was put in front of my face because the world works in one way and it's, I'm going to give you this resistance. Let's see what you do with it, right? In every situation, here's resistance. What are you going to do with it? And you're going to slay that dragon or you're going to go ahead and you're going to fall. And so in slaying that dragon continually, that builds that progression, that builds that fulfillment. Um, and I think that's huge. I love that you said that, Nick. It was like understanding that success is not this mountaintop. Success is this progression. Um, and just understand that through self-awareness, that's how you gain that progression on a day-in and day-out basis. And, don't, and, and, and the biggest problem, I think with guys more than female, this is what I believe, we deal with shame. Mm. right? We deal with shame as men. Shame that we're not as good as we can be for our wives, right? Or, or our husbands. We're, we're, we're not as good as we can be for our kids or our employees or our clients. Um, and we have this shame, and that shame really keeps knocking at the door, as Julian was talking about the, the ego. And you got to face that shame. You got to face that shame because that right there will always be knocking unless you face it and say, I see you. Like you said, Nick, I see you. I acknowledge you but I'm no longer that person and I will never be that person again. But thank you for allowing me to see the opportunity to grow. Thank you and paying respect to that obstacle. Um, so guys, I have the shame knocking on our door. I don't know why I just wanted to talk about this. The shame knocking on their door um, until you face that. Everything else that's self-awareness, you're going to beat yourself up, right? That progression is not going to be there. So face the shame, create the self-awareness that then escalates your, your progression to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And to, I mean, we'll start wrapping things up here, but you can, to really encapsulate what Nick and John are saying, like ask yourself why, and then really tell the truth. 
right? Like, why? Um, you know, for me, I used to avoid, um, you know, reaching out to cold prospects, right? Like, I was like, nah, prospects should come to me. <laughs> I, I shouldn't reach out to, I shouldn't just bother people, right? right? And for the longest time, like, you know, I, and I paid the consequences of that, right? I saw, I, I would have really good months in my business and bad months in my business because I wasn't consistently creating clients. And I was telling myself the lie of, well, pff, like, they just don't see how cool I am, but they will because they should come to me. And when I stopped and I asked myself why, and I told the truth, <laughs> I don't know if my, did my internet just whack out for a second? Um, so, but yeah, if I got, if I told myself the truth, why wasn't I reaching out? Yeah. Shame, shame. Fuck. What if I'm not the coach that I think I am? What if, what if, you know, what if, what if they reject me and they, and they validate the shame I'm holding on myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like men, women, everybody. But yeah, I think, I think very success driven men, in particular, it's like, ask yourself why and then tell the fucking truth. And then say, okay, you've got to welcome that shame. It's just an emotion. It just wants to call your attention to something and just kind of float away. Like every negative feeling eventually wants to transform into its positive counterpart, right? So shame wants to show you what you are holding on to so that you can see it, so that you can accept it, so that you can show yourself grace and let it go so that it becomes acceptance. It becomes love. It becomes power that you can then share with others. So in a weird way, your shame actually wants to transmute into impact. Right. And so, but if you're so busy playing the shame game and resisting the shame and numbing the shame or, uh, rationalizing it away, which is something we're all really good at, uh, you just, yeah, you waste that gift. You waste that gift. So, Hmm. That wasn't even on the agenda to talk about today, guys, but I think we just, we are. <laughs> I think we just crushed it. High five for the ego. Bam. Uh, <laughs> so dude, as, as we wrap up, John, what is, I mean, you've already given some really awesome implementable takeaways, but our listeners love when you can, um, everyone loves the one thing, even though it's never just like, you know, it's a lifestyle, it's a way of life, it's a way of thinking, but as far as impactful habits or impactful pattern interrupts that people can put into their day, um, what would that, what would that one thing be just right now? What's on your heart right now? Man, you know, so I think what it comes down to is, you know, it's, it's hard to really want without action. Right. And it's hard to get what you want by just thinking and, and thinking differently and doing differently separate things. So I think anybody listening to this, whatever it is, that you've been contemplating, you've been procrastinating, like it's time. Like you got to decide and commit and go. Like decide, like be decisive, right? The worst thing you could do is not be decisive. If you screw up and if you fail, I'm here to tell you, good job. The reason being is because failure and adversity, guys, that's the curriculum to success. Failure and adversity are the curriculum to where you want to go. So you better sign those papers to take that class because that's the only way you're getting to where you want to go. And so the faster you could decide what you want and commit and take the action, the faster you could fail, which means the faster you could learn, which means the faster you can get to where you want to go. So the one thing would be simple, decide what you want, commit, take massive, aggressive, empowering action. And when you fail, pay respects to that failure. Because all that's doing is what I like to say, failure is nothing but a process of elimination, right? Process of elimination. Nope, that didn't work. On to the next thing. But everybody's waiting to start, waiting to start. 
but you got to start before you're ready. They're waiting for something to be perfect, right? Like they're waiting for the start the podcast and they got to have all the right microphones and the right cameras and the right this. No, start now. Start now. Most of my clients, I tell them to start now because what you want to start with is not going to be what you end with. Mm-hmm. Right? We've all been there. We've pivoted 10 times in our businesses, guys. Right? And we'll continue to pivot. But the faster you take action, the faster you could pivot, the faster you can get to where you want to go. So the one thing I would say is anybody listen to this, whatever it is that you've been wanting to do, something small, something big, I would decide right now to go for it. And then I would commit, make the commitment to sign up for that curriculum of failure and adversity, fall in love in the process and realize that the person you become along the way, that's so much more valuable than that goal. Right. The person I'm becoming, dude, like that's what I get most excited about. Like I'm no longer that shitty, selfish, stubborn guy anymore. I, I'm, I'm I, like, I love my home. I love the boat. I love where I live. I love all these things, but I get most excited when I see the person I transformed into. And it only happened because I decided I committed. I reached failure faster than my peers because I knew the power in that failure. And so if that's the one thing that can get you going in 2020, look, nothing changes if nothing changes, nothing changes if nothing changes. So just go, like go decide, commit, sign up for that curriculum, fail and overcome adversity to get to where you want to go. But most importantly, to who you want to become. Well, um, John's mic is, is rigged right now. It's, it's on a stand, but if it were in his hand, I'm sure it would be very drop. appropriate to just drop it, run away, and we would end the episode here. Oh, I think he might do it. Oh, no! no, that's an expensive microphone. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I, I love that so much. And uh, I love just the idea of starting before you're ready. I mean, John, you're, you're a father as well. Just as you're, you were talking, I'm like, that was pretty much what, what parenting was. And every like, significant thing in my business was, it was just like, I read a bunch of books about being a dad, being a parent, same thing with business and all this personal growth stuff. It was just like, there was a lot of information. There was a lot of things that were ruminating in my mind, but I didn't learn anything. I didn't understand it really until I got into the trenches of being a dad or being a business owner or being a coach. Like all of it was, okay, I have all this stuff. I have all these tools. Now I got to give it a shot. Now I got to go. And yeah, there's definitely failure along the way. There's definitely some things that pop up and, and give you some trouble. But I think this kind of circles back to the self-awareness that we've been talking about, like knowing that it's okay that this is happening and knowing that while you were just saying like, start before you're ready, pick that one thing. I know just from experience that as you're listening to this dear listener, I'm sure it's Betty or Bethany Jamal. or Brad, anybody other, other want to toss in there? No, Jamal. Oh, I didn't hear Paul. Uh, um, But like, you know, there's that self-awareness that like, if you're cluing yourself into who you are and what you want, like, as John was saying, all of that, you're like, okay, I know what I need to do. Do it. Like I, you know, do it, do it. it. (laughs) Um, So I I love the way that you wrapped up, man. John, it was just a blast having the three of us together uh, and jamming on this very early Saturday morning. Well, earlier for you guys. So kudos to you. Um, But yeah. It's it's nice when Julian and I get to, you know, chat with each other, but to have an extra mind and, and body and heart in, in the conversation was really, really fun. So thank you for coming on with us, man. 
Um, and uh, Julian, since John's wrapped up and did his mic drop and I've, I've kind of gone on for a bit, do you want to take us to the bell, sir? Let's bring it home. And the, yeah, the last thing we'll end with is like, everything John said is 100% true. You probably knew it. You probably knew that at a deep, deep, deep level, you had to start. And it was in its fear of being messy or looking foolish or failing. That's the big thing holding you back. And like, but yeah, just start to understand like the fear, the obstacles, the messiness, the failure. It has to be there because it's just initiating you into the person you know you can become. So do your future self a favor. Get messy now. It's a lot more fun than you think it's going to be. Um, and yeah, just slowly and steadily, just ditch your ego along the way and you'll just become more and more powerful for yourself, for your family, for your clients, for, for the world around you. So uh, on that note, if you haven't checked out John's podcast, The Power of Progression, it is insane. It's amazing. Nick and I have both been on there. So double insane, double amazing. Um, last thing, uh, John, anywhere, anything, where can our listeners find you? Is there anything that you want to point them to specifically so they can continue to grow on this? Absolutely. So on all social media platforms at real John Marone and it's M A R R O N E. Marone. Yeah. Marone. So real quick, I had this guy I was interviewed on a podcast the other day and this guy's like, Hey, can you send me, he was like, not the main guy who was like his podcast manager. Can you send me um, how to say your last name? So I was like looking it up and all of it was like Marone. Marone. I'm like, damn it. Where's there like one that's not like that? I finally yeah. found um, but yeah, so at real John Marone on all podcast on my uh, Instagram, on my Facebook. You can also look me up on YouTube, our YouTube channel, John Marone. Uh, podcast is Power Progression. And can I chat real quick about the retreat I have coming up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, somebody on this podcast is going to be joining us. And what, what? person. Um, so on May 2nd, we are having an ultimate you retreat. So Julie and I did this last year and we sold out. We had 35 people in a beautiful home on the, or right next to the beach. This year yeah. we're going to be actually on the beach mm. in Florida on 30A. Um, and look, guys, if you're listening to this right now and you're ready to tap in to the lies you've been telling yourself and why you tell yourself that um, and truly rewire your mind and start adapting a new uh, mindset onto what you can achieve, um, also, if you want to go ahead and uncover those limited beliefs that hold you back and start writing a new story for you and your future, and you want to get more productive, more efficient, more effective, then please go to johnmarone.com forward slash retreat. May 2nd, Julie and I are going to be doing a full day event where we break down and go extremely deep into the things that are holding you back to go ahead and then give you the tools to get you to where you want to go. And we do that through many different topics and processes. But when you leave there, you'll have more clarity on why you're on this planet and what to do with it. You'll be able to ignite relationships. You'll be able to create way more income like all of our attendees did last year. They all doubled their income. You can create way more impact in your life and in your community and truly start designing the life you want to live and get hands-on training from Julie and I. Um, it's on the beach on 30A. And then afterwards, we have an amazing uh, dinner and some cocktails overlooking the Gulf of Mexico um, and just really enjoy each other's time um, and presence and start networking. So it's one full day. Go to johnmarone.com forward slash retreat. Julian and myself would love to have you there. Um, it's, it's, look, it, and I wasn't going to do it this year. I wasn't going to. And 
I remember sitting there on the beach and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do it this year. Cause it's a lot of undertaking. And I'm like, I have all these speaking engagements, all my clients. And then I just kind of closed my eyes. And I remember the faces of people as we had breakthroughs and the, and the tears and the smiles and the, and just the, the energy shift in their body to like, I believe I could do this now. And I have the tools. And you know, I said, you know what? We can't be selfish. Like, we got to get it done. Um, we, we have to do it. No matter what, I'll work it around my schedule. We will make it happen. Um, and, you know, we launched it about two weeks ago telling everybody. And so now we only have 20 tickets left because we could only have 40 people in the room. So if you want to be one of those 40, johnmarone.com forward slash retreat, come hang out with Julian and myself um, and have an amazing, amazing experience. It's going to change your life. And uh, if you uh, like to have a few drinks afterwards, by all means, hang out, have some drinks and some Probably some good chicken parmesan. Eh? Oh, it's a red sauce. Yeah, I can't, I can't endorse this event enough. Obviously, I'll be there. Um, but yeah, just the power in that room. There's something that is really indescribable. We could talk about all the tactics and strategies you're going to learn. They're all battle tested. They're all proven hundreds and hundreds of times over. Um, but yeah, there's just something about that environment. There's something about that energy. There's something about that dropping of those walls and the vulnerability that allows for the awareness, that allows for the growth that you just can't get by sitting at home in your own head. So johnmarone.com forward slash retreat book your ticket we'll frolic on the beach together mm, what's that movie with tom cruise and they're on the beach and they're fighter pilots Copa, uh, Iceman. Top Gun. Uh, yep we'll, we'll be playing beach volleyball like top gun and really short shorts it's gonna be sick asbury park um so but yeah i hope to see you all there leave <laughs> us an amazing review and on that note thank you nick thank you john for getting up early and coming and sharing your energy with us and Class is no longer in session. Ring the bell.